0: hello and welcome to roads uncharted a podcast for nerds by nerds last time we visited the hospital and eight did some very impressive magic with some very beautiful butterflies we healed some patients row very calmly very collectively talked to a doctor and we went to the site of the factory explosion and we learned that it was deliberate
1: Alright players, so you just learned that the accident at the factory could not have been an accident. That the owner of the largest factory in town, Daniel Barrows, is a possible suspect for the person that could have could have done such a thing. You also learned, thanks to Trix and Rose combined brain powers last session, that this is also the man who is having an affair with the mayor's wife. So with that information, where we last left off, it was a little after four, getting close to 4.30, so I know y'all have an appointment at five o'clock to get to the tailor shop to pick up Eight's raincoat. So I imagine you're heading there first, yeah?
0: Yes, I absolutely am. We're following.
1: All right. Things are starting to get a little dark. I mean, things won't actually be dark and the curfew message won't be going out until about six o'clock, but you know, it's it's starting to wind down. People are starting to close up businesses around you to make sure that they have enough time to get their affairs done before they have to be holed in for the night as you're walking down the cobblestone streets at a brisk pace it's actually getting a little colder than it was the previous night you notice that there is a little bit of fog developing at your feet just a little bit you arrive at the tailor's shop with five minutes to spare
0: oh uh good evening Uh, i hope i'm not too late i'm here to
1: pick up the raincoat that i ordered Ah, yes, yes. I remember the the slicker for the the tall fellow. Yes. The tailor looks at Rowan Eight. Which one of your friends is the...
0: Oh, uh, the owner of the raincoat? That'll be Eight, and I'll gesture to Eight.
2: I'm
1: I'm pointing as well.
0: Yes.
3: Hello, I am Eight, and I am told that I have been blessed with a gift of a raincoat.
1: The tailor looks you up and down eight you're gonna have to come in the back I think I might have to make a few uh measurement adjustments follow me please and the uh, Taylor walks into a back room behind a curtain
3: I look at my companions and just say do I do I go with the proprietor y- yes
2: I, b- I believe so I believe
0: I... so I think he just make- wants to make sure it fits properly
2: uh, yes um I, I don't know if we have very much time before sundown, so uh, hopefully it goes fast.
3: I don't imagine it will take too much time. Okay.
2: Well, I will
3: be back. Thank you. And I will tromp off into the back.
1: When you do so, eight, as you go beyond the curtain, you say that there are like four little side rooms, one of which is completely covered in fabrics and thread and all these little pin cushions full of needles and, and pins. Nearest the curtain, the tailor stands waiting and is gesturing for you to go into one of the small rooms where there's a small stool low to the ground. If you could just stand on that, please, then I can, uh, you know, take a look at the measurements, make sure everything's going to fit properly.
3: Um, you would like me to stand on that stool? Yes. I will step up on the stool. Does it break? No. Okay.
2: Does it creak?
1: <laughs> the tailor takes a couple minutes, does a few extra measurements, and then turns and grabs a large piece of fabric that looks to have not really a sheen to it, but it apparently, like, well, maybe sheen is a good word for it, has a little bit more of a sheen to it. Um, you watch as the tailor starts ripping threads out of the fabric and resewing them without saying much of a word to you. Everyone's looking up in your direction, Eight, and within a handful of minutes holds up the fabric to and says, well, go on, try it on.
3: I will don my apparel.
1: It looks like a very large, almost trench coat. It is a little on the baggier side and it does have a collar that if you need to, you can flip it up cover the back of your neck. Well, how do you think of the fit?
3: Ah, yes. It covers a majority of my plating. This is expertly crafted, my good sir. And I will tug the collar up.
1: The tailor goes to point at your half cowl draped over your shoulder and then withdraws a finger as if debating if they should say something. Do you need that mended
3: Oh, it is looking rather threadbare, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no nice way to put it, yes.
3: Well, if this is a service you can offer, I would not turn it down.
1: You'll have to leave it overnight, though.
3: I see. That makes sense. You cannot work with it if you do not have it. And I will start unwrapping the half cape from my body. How much would it cost to have this mended?
1: He kind of shifts and weighs the fabric, looking it over. Do you want some of these tassels replaced? I suppose so. $50.
3: Do you take silver?
1: The tailor pauses for a minute, kind of tucks in his lip. Do you have gold?
3: Oh, gold, yes, of course. I do have that as well. Although, after tonight, I will have 600 more dollars in my pocket as well, so I suppose 50 would be a trifle to pay.
1: Give me a Vigilance Check 8 at easy difficulty.
3: Oh, no.
2: This Taylor's the Banshee!
1: (laughs) (laughs) Reveal! To success. All right. Um... You say that and the, the tailor nods and goes to turn around to like lay the fabric across a table that's at the back of the room and you hear really should have charged more. Uh,
3: uh, uh.
1: If everything fits all right, then let's get you outside and get this transaction finished up, shall we? And claps their hands together.
3: We wouldn't want you wandering around after curfew.
1: No, no, definitely don't want that. I don't want to deal with the bruisers.
3: I will follow the tailor back to the front. I don't know, the the Bruisers seem fairly single-minded and determined. I feel like they are staunch allies to you and your citizens here in Sparrow's Landing.
1: The tailor looks at you, Trix, and says, it will be another another twenty. If you don't mind." Yeah, not a problem. I'll hand him
0: twenty dollars.
1: As he starts stashing it in his pocket, he turns to you. Wait. It's it's not so much that they're their determination is the problem, it's their determination at what, and uh, their willingness to do things based on their programming at any cost. You've obviously never been caught after curfew, and had to deal with them, so. I'll, uh, I'll have your coat mended by uh, noon tomorrow. I'll stop by any time before five. Wonderful.
3: Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing more of your handiwork. And I will pop the collar back up and flourish the cape in front of my companions. How do I look?
0: You look fantastic.
2: I do a little, little bit of an applause I just go, "Whoa! That—that's so, you look like some sort of, you know, like, like superhero. A proper inspector's coat. I had the same thought. You look extremely waterproof. That too."
3: She'll have to test this, but we we shall test it at a time where we are not pressed.
2: That's right. I was thinking we should go to a look over at the tailor, if, seeing if they're paying attention. Barrow's place, and um, see if if he is truly connected to this Evening problem Sparrow's Landing is having.
0: Sounds good. We can go in the same way we went last time.
2: Then we confront him.
0: Oh, all right. That works too.
1: Taylor pulls out a pocket watch and you hear the click. as he hits the button and thought, well, um, it's been a pleasant evening, but if you don't mind, I do have a few things I have to do before I head out on time. And, you know, I don't live above the shop, so uh, if you don't mind, uh, and gestures for you to kind of just scooch on out oh, of there. yeah, yeah, oh, got,
2: of we, course. Uh, we are going.
1: Yes, yes, of course. Have a lovely evening. You too, yes. Thank you very much for the business. I'll see you tomorrow. Good night. We leave. Soon as you're out, the door slams and you hear a very heavy deadbolt and all the curtains that block the windows are shut. Okay.
0: Reasonable given the situation.
2: I I know, like given the situation it's reasonable, but this tailor is just weirdly shifty to me. I don't know why. I can't <laughs> explain it, but like like everything that they're doing is on point and on par with the situation, but I just I do not trust this tailor. There's something going on. Oh no, what have on. I done
1: to you, Kappa? That now you're not trusting it? You see?
2: It's not that I don't try. I just think I just think there's something more here that could something that could be more here if this was was a different campaign.
1: I mean, who's to say it isn't?
2: Okay, Who you knows? can't you can't say that. After, I can I can totally after say your it. previous statement and expect me to be okay.
3: <laughs> Wait, is this a new campaign? <laughs> Look, twist the tailor
0: is Daniel Barrow. Actually, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he has two jobs.
3: <laughs> it's a business mogul and a tailor mogul. yes
2: I th- I think as we as we're like walking out and like trying to get our bearings okay so what 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 are we going to ask Barrow? I I you said we are like he is somewhat how tangential to the explosion of the blasting powder factory
0: Yes uh because he owns the rival factory in town.
2: Okay so that that makes sense. He, he wouldn't want a a another place out to com- uh, competing with him and out it's
0: bad for business. Yes
2: out businessing him. Yes. So it would stand to stand to reason that he would sabotage whatever they're the up to and if this person was caught in caught in that accident, it would I, I would be I would be fairly angry.
3: Yeah, I really would. My friends, I do have an idea. Oh, yes? The two of you can have a conversation with Mr. Barrows regarding the merits of Blasting Powder and how it might affect his business. You might turn the discussion to the catastrophe that occurred, and while you do so, I might read his brain thoughts. Oh, you could do that?
2: Yes. Have I seen this before?
1: I know it's happened before around you. I'm trying to think if Eight has explained what it is. When you were dealing with Aaron Vess in Azara... Yes. Eight did compel Aaron to prostrate himself, so you've at least seen that.
2: Okay. I I, I probably just chalk it up to some magic stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, that seems reasonable.
2: When tricks as you can do that. I, I I just go, it's part of its magic.
1: Oh.
3: Does it involve butterflies also? This one does not, sadly. Alright. I can simply read the surface thoughts and emotions of creatures of my
2: choice. That is extremely useful. So we turn the conversation to that topic you will read Barrow's mind and, and tr- try and see what sort of ghastly secrets he's hiding how are we going to convince him to have a con- this conversation with us
0: well we could we could either pretend to be big fans of his or we could pretend to be prospective factory workers I don't know.
2: The issue that I'm running into is this is going to be during curfew hours most likely, given just I'm looking at the sky given the time of day. He might not want to talk to anyone let alone let people stay over until the morning. Yes. we go in fast and hard and just be a hardball?
0: Yes. Which is uh, partially why I suggested we simply go in the way we did before and, you know, rummage around and such like but i also understand that there are merits to direct confrontation
3: i mean mm. friend tricks nonetheless even if yes do you suggest we take daniel barrows hostage
0: well i mean you know given the situation I, i actually don't imagine that the mayor would be too upset about that for personal reasons
2: with your new raincoat you could look very imposing
0: we could take it off and just wrap it around him and then he won't be able to yell for help i don't know it's a multi-purpose
2: raincoat okay so we go in we say you daniel barrows have committed wrongs against sparrows landing what's up with blasting powder and then he will start talking about it eight you're going to read his mind and we're going to get all of the information that we need and then that will help us stop the Banshee. He will apologize, and the Banshee will be like, oh, the person apologized and I don't need to be so angry anymore.
0: I... I somehow doubt that he will be remorseful. We could simply bring him before the Banshee and allow the Banshee to, uh, deal with him. That is devious. Mm. It's not as devious as murdering however many people he
2: murdered. I wonder how many people have gotten hurt because of his actions.
3: At least eight. Because there were, what, seven people in the hospital plus seven the people dead. Seven in the hospital
2: plus a woman, yeah. Plus yeah.
1: the ten dead. Oh, plus, ten, ten. plus ten? the oh woman. My, oh ten my factory god. workers plus Oh, the so woman. at least 19 then.
2: At least 19. Oh my god, that's almost a score.
1: There's a lot of people.
2: Perhaps if we produce
3: the writ and say we are there to ask questions at the behest of the mayor's wife, he might <gasps> be... It's true more you. apt to respond.
2: We do that without tipping our head. Oh, that is that is so smart.
3: It appears that my inspector brain is leaking into my current
2: persona. Okay, okay, I like where we're, where we're at. I like,
0: Yes. With, with this. You know, sorry, I always forget that we could use legitimate means.
2: Okay, so we go, we knock on the door, and if we are allowed in, great, perfect, we continue with this line of questioning. If we are if we are rejected and the door slammed in our face, we go in the way we did before and be like, you have
3: something to hide. That sounds reasonable. Okay. All right.
2: The GM is thinking.
1: <laughs> just trying not to. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just plotting how this NPC is going to react to all this. Perfect. So it's, it's fine. It's good. All right. So heading off to Daniel Barrow's house, huh? Yes. As you head down the street to where you know Daniel Barrow's house is, it starts to get darker, it starts to get a little colder, the fog starts to get a little thicker. You arrive at the house, and it's it's getting close to six. You know that very soon that PA announcement is going to be going on overhead. You also know that you are exempt from it. You arrive at the house, and and by the time you get to the door, you do start to hear the... Woof. Woof. noise of the dog. So you hear you hear the familiar barking of this Great Dane puppy and, and you hear a voice from inside saying, Hush, hush, Rufus. It's fine, it's fine. Who's there? It's nearly six o'clock. Shouldn't you be home waiting for curfew to start? Uh, he opens up the door and what you see is a 40-year-old man with... Dark black skin, very short, cropped black hair, these steel gray eyes. And he's wearing a dark green doublet with a white linen shirt and black pants and standing there with a glass of something in his hand. Can I help you?
2: Hello. We would be going to curfew, but we actually have permission to be conducting a favor behest of the mayor's wife and we would like to ask you a few questions I I don't have the writ I don't have the thing I do Okay,
0: I'll pull it out and show it to him I'm not handing it to him but I'll, I'll pull it out and
2: show it to him Splash flash it like a badge yes yeah.
1: <laughs> anybody who would like to give me a vigilance check at easy difficulty so
3: one purple
2: okay this man is screwed. I'm so good at vigilance.
3: Up <laughs> to you, rolling nothing but failure.
0: Two success and a threat, then.
2: Three success, one triumph, and a threat. I'm very, I'm, I'm very good at vigilance.
1: <laughs> An eight. I'm guessing you're not.
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not.
1: Okay. All right. So both of you notice when you say the mayor's wife at the very barest movement, a twitch of his lips, almost as if he was going to smile and then realized what he was doing. As far as the threat, um, the puppy, this Great Dane puppy, comes barreling past him and like leaps up onto you tricks and starts licking your face and snuffling all your pockets. Oh. Uh, I'm so- Rufus! Rufus, get down! I am so sorry, he normally doesn't do that to strangers. Have we met before? Oh, no, uh, never.
0: I mean, I have been carrying around some tasty food, it might be that. I'll pat him on the head. Hmm.
1: Rufus, get back, get back, boy. Ro, what would you like to use your triumph for?
2: Oh. He thinks that we are some sort of like, not necessarily like a, like a candy gram or something, but like some, some weird present sent over from the mayor's wife and he'll like, think it's some sort of like fun game or something. He will invite us in and he'll play along for a little, uh, with, with the questions and for a while before he realizes that we are not here to be part of their weird shenanigans.
1: Okay, so mechanically, successfully conceal your true goal in the encounter? Yes. All right, all right, yeah. I like that, I like that, yeah. Once the dog is kind of contained, he opens up the secondary door, the, the like the glass door, and holds it open for the group of you and says, well, please, come, come on in.
2: As he lets us in, and he turns around, I look over at Eight, and tricks, just kind of excited, it's working, it's working.
0: I was going to say, I exchange uh, the... Uh, a glance at Row and I, and I just look at, at him, and I'm as if to say, "Can't believe that worked. Let's keep going."
1: You know, you're good when you can impress the independent contractor, the career independent contractor. <laughs> Daniel Barrows closes both of the doors. You hear the the nice wood doors shut. Trick seeing this place in the daylight, you definitely understand that this guy clearly has some money. I mean, it's nice wood. Finishes, like very tasteful, elegant furniture, wall decorations and knickknacks and everything all over the place. You can see just on the other side of the building, you can see, oh look, there's that study that I broke into. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Yes. Arrows, gestures for the group of you to head to your left and take a seat on some of the couches that are arranged in the, in like an, essentially a parlor. Can I offer you anything to drink, anything to eat? Oh do you pushants have tea? He thinks for a moment I I think I might have some. yes, yes um give me just a few moments I gotta go put on some water he heads towards the back room
2: when he leaves I'm just looking around. does it look like he lives alone or is is does someone else live here or or something? I'm just trying to try trying to gauge just how scandalous this whole situation is
1: you know it kind of reads Bachelor pad okay. Like, wealthy, tasteful bachelor pad.
0: Does he have any uh, tokens or mementos that might have perhaps been left by the mayor's wife? Uh, Her name, I believe, was Vivienne.
3: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: All right, well, uh, how actively are you looking for this? Are you just, like, scanning the room, or are you
0: gonna, like... I don't know if I will get up and move, because I don't know how long it's going to take for him to come back, and I don't want him to come back and be like, oh, hey, you're poking around my stuff, that's really suspicious, but I'm you know if there's like a cabinet in the room i'll look and see if there's anything or if there's um i don't know uh any gifts on display okay
1: i'll say if you're not really going to be getting up and moving things around and you're just really like giving a good eye around the room um give me a perception check let's see you're you're pretty good at your job so let's make it easy
0: two advantage one triumph Look at us rolling.
1: We're rolling. We're killing it. I'm waiting for the dice to turn against you. Yeah. On a roll so far. <laughs> as far as the advantage goes, do you want do you have any strain that you have to recover? Uh not that I'm aware of. Um Okay. Would you like to add a boost than an allied next allied character's next check? Yes.
0: Uh, yes. Oh wait, hang on. It says I have three current strain, but I'm not too concerned about it. Um, I would rather add a boost to an ally's check if okay. that's an option.
1: Yeah. All right. So because this is a social encounter, there's a a boost on the table for whoever makes uh, a check. Okay. As far as your triumph is concerned, you're scanning the room. You're looking at over all the, you know the taxidermied trophies that are on the wall and on the mantelpiece you you notice that there's a very nice portrait of what appears to be a younger Daniel Barrows hanging over the fireplace looking at all the different bachelor type knickknacks and then you happen to notice something shiny over on the mantelpiece right behind a set of silver candlesticks. Well,
0: noticing that, I think actually I might be tempted to get up and look closer at it. I'll glance to see where he is in the, um... Can I see what what he's doing in the kitchen from where we are?
1: Currently puttering, getting teacups, and everything set together.
0: I'll get up really quickly and take a look at the shiny thing.
1: You notice that what you saw was a single earring. Mm. A large emerald surrounded by diamonds, and it was wow. the diamonds that caught your eye. Flashy, and it seems to have been placed in such a way that perhaps it was a. If I put this here, I'll remember to give it to someone.
0: Hmm. It's just one single earring. Correct. All right. I'll leave it there for now. I'll go back to where I was sitting.
1: From the sounds of everything in the kitchen, it sounds like perhaps you might have a couple more minutes on your hands. Is there anything the group of you are discussing?
0: So we we're, we're just going to uh, entertain him, and uh, we could ask him to uh, regale us about black powder, and then be and then switch the topic of conversation to say something like, "Oh, shame about what happened in the black powder blasting factory, the, the
2: blasting powder factory." you seemed very very cooperative when we mention vivian's name maybe we, we start with that and then and then we turn the conversation into like what you said yes and then all the while eight you are doing your thing and 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 trying to see what else what other thoughts maybe perhaps don't 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 read his mind when when it's obvious that he's thinking about vivian maybe don't do that
3: How will I know when he is thinking about Vivienne if I am not reading his mind? Hmm. Perhaps, uh,
0: you can start reading his mind when we change the topic of conversation to blasting powder, perhaps?
2: Especially if he he seems to have a sudden shift in emotion. At the very least, maybe... maybe, Trix, maybe you and I could give a secret signal to Eight. You know? like, Like, pull on your ear, or... Cough three times in weird succession.
0: Ah, uh, I was going to go with head tilt or something slightly more subtle. Well,
2: I—I I, I mean, I head tilt all the time when I talk. So, well, I don't usually. I could do it. Okay, okay. So if I don't head tilt, uh, don't don't pay attention to my head, head tilts. Just Trix's head tilts.
3: Nod slowly. Yes.
0: Uh, so eight. When you were reading his thoughts, you can be undetected. Yes. Okay. That's a very useful ability.
3: I have used it in several investigations so far. It has not steered us wrong. Do I know if there are laws here about reading people's thoughts?
1: I'd say that considering magic is pretty rare in Balcora, there aren't, for the most part, at least in the areas that you've traveled laws regarding magic okay in which case yeah
0: that's fine i'm honestly just hoping that once the mayor finds out about this affair that he has every reason to nail this guy
2: okay so we got a signal we've got a we got a we got a path of questioning yeah
0: we have a plan and we'll have a cup of tea imminently yeah Speaking of which
3: let's socialize this encounter
2: yes
0: did he bring us snacks also even though we didn't request any he said, "Do you want anything to eat or drink?" And I said, "Tea." And then he left. Because straight up, like I am going to try and uh, eat and drink as much of this man's food and drink <laughs> as I can because he's
2: because
0: wealthy. I love this.
1: I can't say I can't blame you. I would I would totally so do the same good. thing.
0: Yeah. You're chugging the tea. Yeah, I'm gonna be drinking this tea, and I hope that he brings us biscuits mm. or something. That'd be great.
1: Trix is gonna have to pee so bad after this meeting. It's fine. So real quick, just for the audience's benefit, as a reminder, social encounters in Genesis work very similar to combat encounters, where individuals are actually able to take turns and try to affect the scene. So there will be um, rolling and and things like that, So and it is going to be taking a turn order bear that in mind as we move forward. Now, when Daniel Barrows comes back into the room, he is carrying a very nice wooden tray with several teacups, a nice tea kettle. He sets everything down on the table. You see that also on the wooden tray is a plate of different types of cookies. You've got like some almond paste, you've got little cherry sandwich cookies, you've got some some harder cookies, kind of similar to a biscotti. He turns to the group, of. does anybody want milk in their tea? No, thank you. Lemon? Oh, yes, please.
2: I will try the lemon.
1: Barrows takes uh, little silver tongs and lifts up a slice of lemon and puts it in each of the two teacups and proceeds to pour out the tea onto the lemon, very gently placing a spoon into each cup and hands it off to you. It turns to you. And and for you, would would you care for either
3: milk or lemon? I would care for just lemon, please. Barrows does the same
1: to you and uh, lifts up the plate of cookies and sets it out on the table and removes the tray off to the side so that it's not cluttering up the table. Takes a seat in a very fine-looking leather chair. Rufus, sitting very comfortably at his feet. All right, so uh, what what exactly did you need to talk about?
2: Well, um, Vivian tells us that um, you are a very successful uh, business mogul, specializing in in materials.
1: Ro, give me a deception check.
2: Oh hell yeah! Where is my cunning?
1: Give it to me at two purple, one red.
2: Okay, that's not that's actually uh pretty good. It's four threat <laughs> and one success. Wow. Yeah. Hella threat.
1: So here's what I'm going to say what this looks like. Oh.
2: already. You say
1: off. this to Daniel Barrows. Mm-hmm. And he leans back in the leather chair and puts his elbows on each armrest. Puts his fingertips kind of at a steeple in front of himself. And he says, mm-hmm. Uh, Vivian, you said, mention this? I nod. Mm Mm-hmm. Vivienne is very aware of what I do for a living. I I doubt she would call it merely materials. So while I do believe you are here to question me, let's maybe reveal our true reason for why you're here.
2: Holy shit. Oh, my God. Already? Called out. Instantly,
3: I will just say, we are investors.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I am very materially invested in this situation. I would like our $600, so
1: it's true. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Eight, give me a deception check at the same difficulty, but give yourself a setback.
3: Oh, God.
1: Because he's already a little suspicious based off of what happened with Roe. I will remind everybody that they could take a bonus on the table if they would like. Yep, there is that. There is that boost. Yeah, and also there. if oh. that go if this goes badly,
0: I have another thing that I can try. So, I c- if, providing I can take my turn after eights,
3: So, I will take the blue because all I have is a single green. Because if you recall, eight is terrible at lying. But apparently, I have three threat but a success.
0: Amazing. Ooh. I'm still going to do the thing on my turn.
2: What a what a weird, like, just all the threat coming in at us, but, like, we're still successful.
1: Against all odds, we're doing great. All right. So. Take. Take one strain for your other two threat. I'm going to take a boost for the next check that Daniel Barrows gets to do.
2: Oh no! Oh, sick.
1: He's going to look at you eight and just say, "And what pretel are you investing?"
3: My lenses shift left and right for a moment, and you just say, "Money." <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that might imply that he can. We can invest other things. Yes. <laughs> Time. McChickens. We invest McChickens, you
1: McChickens in, chickens?
2: into in, yeah, invest McChickens into your. we are caterers.
1: <laughs> Alright, here's...
0: What would you
3: like to break no. into the chicken
2: nugget arena? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, try these nuggets. They're a blast. Ha ha. Oh, oh my
2: god. Oh my god. <laughs>
1: He chuckles a little bit. (laughs) Could you sound any less confident? Now come on, either come out with what you're really doing here, or you can leave my establishment forthwith. Oh,
2: I love this. Oh my god.
0: Uh, I'm going to drink my tea at a fast pace to make sure I drink it all in case he kicks us out.
1: Oh my god bad for Trix's mouth right now, because that's gotta be hot.
0: Oh, okay, I haven't given it enough time to, well, it's fine.
1: (laughs) I believe it is Trix's turn, if Trix would like to...
0: I would like to use my talent, can we talk about this, with the goal of stopping him from doing any hostile actions on his next turn. Ooh, it's a charm versus a discipline check? Yes, it is.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. So it's charm or deception versus discipline, so...
1: Which would you prefer
0: I believe my ranks in all of them are the same I think I just dumped a bunch into the social stuff I'm gonna try I'm going to try charm because I'm not really ne- necessarily lying to him I'm just going to be like well now now, now I think uh you know there's there's no need for this um the wild suspicion also this tea is delicious thank you so much and I'm gonna try and be nice to him. My way out of this.
1: It's gonna be two purple and a red. I think. Okay. I
2: think it's a loss to try to, to try to hide the shit. <laughs> oh dear, that's one failure,
1: but one advantage. So, okay, so you're gonna fail with style. Okay, so tell me what this looks like. How do you fail with a little bit of flair or or some sort of minor bonus? In this situation.
0: I think as you said, the tea is extremely hot, so I'm trying to be like, ah oh, yes, lovely tea, but it's uh my tongue is very obviously burned. So Gosh. he probably thinks that uh at best it's poor manners, but at worst I'm just I'm just fake. I don't <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I was trying to trying to say, well, you know, let's let's not be suspicious here. Um, you know, we're all um, I, I was trying to compliment him on the tea. Um, you know, basically trying to be buddy buddy with him.
1: Okay. He probably thinks
0: he. I mean, he probably thinks it's way too informal and just not appropriate, to be honest. But uh, I assure you, we are very serious about this investment matter.
3: As you reach for your third cookie. Very serious about it,
0: yeah. Very serious, and I take Mm. take a bite out of it.
2: We have we have money, Mm -hmm. yeah.
1: So, this is good,
2: Mm. super big big, big money. These are good. Where'd you get these?
1: (laughs) I mean, I get these all the time. (laughs) So, you did have an advantage, yes. So, all right, so. You're trying to compliment Daniel Berries. You're trying to soothe the situation. You gulp yes. down your tea. It is way too hot. You you burn your your mouth. So you, of course, your immediate reaction is to set down the teacup and and to go, ha
0: ha. Actually, I mean, I don't think I do that, but I do shove a cookie in there. Yeah. Ryan.
1: Yeah, shoving a cookie in your mouth to kind of like get rid of some of that 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 burning feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll say with your advantage when you do this. You notice that he starts to sweat a little bit. Like, just a little sweat drop on his left temple.
0: Yeah, okay, in that case, knowing that we are at risk of imminently being kicked out, I will do the head tilt thing and get Eight to read his Yes.
1: Now, before Eight gets to do that, Daniel Barrows actually gets to turn. Okay,
0: um, that's fine. But uh, Eight can do that on their next turn. Yeah. But
1: hopefully... So... Yeah,
0: I guess it means that he can be hostile, because I failed, but that's okay. Okay.
1: So, Daniel Barrows removes his hands from the steeple position and puts both palms on the edge of his armrest. And he stands up and and puts himself in a position where he's trying to tower over you. Now, he's not a very tall man. He's kind of average height, Um. But he's doing his best to look imposing, as he says. Mm -hmm. What did she really send you over here for? And he's going to try to coerce the group of you.
2: Ooh. Ooh. I would like to use my ability, Clever Retort. Once per encounter, add an automatic two threat to a character's social interaction. Oh. Okay, yeah. And and the way this looks um, is... What do you think? She sent us here for just, just in, just in response. Uh, from what I understand, that's how clever retort works.
1: Sure, why not? I, I like it. I like that very much. All right. So as far as his difficulty goes, so he's gonna get out of automatic to, You said threat.
2: Who threat? Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Who has the highest willpower among the group of you? Uh, willpower.
2: I
3: have two. <laughs> Four. Beats my three
1: Four, and then who has the highest ranks In Discipline?
0: I have one rank In Discipline
3: I have three
1: Three ranks in Discipline? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm Holy moly, alright, so just for The audiences, um, and The players We have Two yellow, a green, three red One purple And that blue die that I got So let's see how this works out for you, huh? Actually, you know what? I'm gonna spend a story point and make that last green a yellow. Nice. Spicy. So now there are four story points in the player pool. Ooh. This looks fun. When Daniel Barrow stands up and says this, trying to make himself look imposing, that is when Rufus, despite being a puppy, well, still a 60-pound, three-foot-tall dog, stands up and begins to bare their teeth and the back of their neck bristles and you hear a low, rumbling grrrr. So it is up to you players to do with as you will. He is going to take some strain because of those two threats. Actually, you know what? I take that back. He's not going to take strain. Y'all will get a boost die for your next check because one of the one of the things in a social encounter is that if you have two threat that are generated, you can add a boost to the targeted character's next check. So because he was targeting all three of you, I'll give you a boost. And whoever's going to go, which I think is going to be eight be... based on it's the discussion. I think
3: it's eight. Yes. Okay.
1: Eight will get a boost. eight.
3: Can do a big big thonk detect. Well, I don't need to roll dice for that. Luckily.
1: Okay, so then whoever else wants it can have it.
2: I like this because even if we get kicked out, we get some information. We get something, yeah. I just need to
3: spend a story point to trigger my heroic ability, which is the psychic scan. Done. And as he's standing up, trying to look imposing, I should mention I never sat down. (laughs) So I've just been standing as well. Oh. With, oh, the yeah. tea, with the
1: teacup. I'm sorry, but that's an image. <laughs> that's very funny.
3: I've just got the cup cradled in one hand and I will take a sip, my one finger extended. And as I do so, I just look at him and my eyes would shift from their violet color to translucent as I feel the strange waves of energy coming off of my brain, well, my cranium, and I settle that focus onto his skull and um, I just kind of get a sense of what he's thinking and what his surface emotions are.
1: You get a mix of two emotions on the surface when you do your reading Uh, the first is a wave of anger that he would you know welcome you into his home and then you would lie to him and the next wave is fear you get that he is afraid of something Mm. from the group of you
2: okay okay but that's um, eight. We don't. We we don't get. That, we don't know either.
0: that. Right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. I mean, I did see him with the sweat drop, so. Mm-hmm.
3: This ability lasts oh. two rounds. So. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. Are Row yeah. and I sitting next to each other? Because because yes. we both did sit down. Okay. Could try to lean over to Row and just be like, "Should we just outright threaten him with the blackmail?"
2: Hmm. Okay. Like because we, do you, do you we could like. Okay, I will. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll, I'll take my action here.
0: Yeah, go ahead. I'm not no, yeah, just because, because yeah, Trix just wanted to be like, I don't know, like this is not going well. We might as well just kind of come oh, out with it, you know? Absolutely. Like, yeah.
2: It's the dog. It's the dog. It's Rufus baring his teeth that causes, like, causes my own instincts to kick in as well so i'd like to spend ap to activate my heroic ability here if that's okay um where uh, i can tap into the abilities of the beast without shifting completely and i slowly get up to match his intimidation and the only thing that shifts uh, like that shifts slightly are my vocal cords and i i go in a low growl partially at him partially at rufus You have been up to things, Barrow. I think it's time you come clean. What do you know of the accident? And I say I've put all of that uh, accident into, like, being sarcastic as much as possible. And the woman who perished. I don't know what sort of check this is going to be, but I will... I will use that boost or whatever role this is gonna be.
1: You're trying to intimidate, right? Yes. Right, so give me give me a coercion check. Okay. So it'll be two purple, one red, and then you have your boost.
2: One success and one um what's the what's the minor what's the one below success? Advantage. Advantage. I was, I was going to say advancement, but advantage. Okay. It's
1: all good. You do this, row. Eight. The first thing you feel coming off of him is confusion. The anger starts to lessen. And then that fear really ramps up. And you can tell it is the type of fear that comes from concern as well as actually being scared. Barrows softens up and clicks his tongue twice when he does so. Rufus sits back down and calms down. He gets this pleasing kind of customer service smile on his face.
2: Eat the cookies. Eat them now. Just all of them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, I've been eating cookies this whole time. (laughs) <laughs> Love it. I don't know how many are left on the plate, but uh, making. The if most you've been of eating it.
1: them the whole time, probably a couple are left. Okay,
0: in which yeah. case I'll uh, stop. Leave the last two.
2: No, cause... you can have them. I don't want them.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I mean I'm going to wait till my turn anyway,
1: so okay. it's fine. Um, so he gets this this smile plastered across his face, and he looks at you, Rowan, and says, "Now, please, I don't think threats are necessary." What is this about the a girl at the factory? Are you accusing me of something?
2: I'll look over at tricks, mainly because i I don't want to take a, an, another another accidental turn here.
0: Oh and uh, i I think I'll just tell him, well, nobody's being
1: accused. we We just had to talk. But you're threatening me. And a hint of blackmail, I think. I mean, you're the one that
0: says it's blackmail, buddy. Like, I'm just takes another bite of the cookie. Like,
2: I'll go in and say the voice is the the voice is normal now, but I'm still standing.
0: Just want to talk.
2: Yeah, I'll go. A month ago, blasting powder factory, a terrible tragedy fell then. Several people perished. You're holdings and your assets were threatened by the existence of this factory. You had every motive to get rid of it and prove that they did not know how to handle the materials. Your actions cost the lives of many and in particular a person who came back and now haunts the streets of Sparrow's Landing.
1: Sparrow's puts a hand over his mouth and kind of just like wipes it over his chin like he's thinking. Eight, when he does this, you get the sense of still that confusion, a very brief satisfaction when Rose says, you know, there was an incident at the factory. When Ro mentions the death of all those workers, you do feel a pang of regret and sadness. And then you start to, almost as if you were sensing a heartbeat, you start to feel those pulses of fear go faster and faster as if his heart is pumping out that adrenaline. He all of a sudden stops his motions and when he looks at the three of you, you watch as his eyes widen a little bit in understanding. You think I set fire to that factory. You came here to accuse me of doing that. Sure, I wanted the factory gone, but I didn't... I, I, do you know how dangerous blasting powder is? Do you think I would risk my life, my comfortable life? And with that, he gestures at everything around him. Do you think I would risk this? Just to get some potential competition? No, there are cleaner ways to deal with that. I think you've overstayed your welcome and I want you out of my house. And he gestures towards the door. You get out of my house or I'm calling the bruisers now.
3: Might I ask what he is thinking when he is literally talking about the fact that we have accused him of setting fire to the factory?
1: He's terrified. Okay. He is terrified and you get a sense of worry.
2: Uh, okay. Right. Hmm.
1: May I remind you, I was also acquitted from the courts. Get out now. This is your last warning.
0: Wait, he's already been acquitted?
1: Yeah. It was in. The, okay. it, he was the first one that was uh, investigated when it happened. Oh, uh,
2: yeah. okay. I'll well start towards the door. I'm cutting our losses here. We've got some information from... Uh, yes,
0: I'll... we do. I have another idea for, for, for yep. once we can get out and, and I'll be like, thanks for the tea. Loved it. Have a great evening. I'm just going to
2: yeah before uh, it's like kind of kind of deflated and a little bit rejected uh, dejected um, at like oh fuck our theory was wrong I will as we're shuffling out and he's is he following us out or he's just standing there he's
1: walking to make sure that you actually do leave
2: um, before stepping through the threshold I'll turn back around it wasn't you you surely have some idea
1: He's going to get in your personal space row and he is going to basically put himself toe to toe with you.
2: Mm-hmm. And Granted, he has to look
1: kiss. up a little bit because you're taller than him.
2: Yeah. And then I give him a little <laughs> kiss on the forehead.
1: <laughs> Do you really? No. Okay. I, was, I mean, hey, that's. He's <laughs> not going to knock it if that was
2: your choice. Oh, yeah. your choice. I got you. I got you.
1: So he gets up in your personal space row and he looks up at you and says, All I know. Is that what happened to that factory and those people is a tragedy. And I don't appreciate lowlifes coming into my property and accusing me of something I didn't do. Now, if you actually want to be useful, maybe take another look at the mayor. And he, like, gives you, like, the gentlest push
2: oh on my chest. god. Hold he on. gives I you will... the
1: gentlest push on your chest to see if you will back up out of the door.
2: Uh I'm going to I'm going to let him push. I will not move, and then once it's apparent that I did not back up at the push, then I will step out.
0: I s- surreptitiously drop a snack on the floor for the dog on our way out.
1: Ro as as this conversation is happening with you and Daniel Barrows, you hear the the gentle sounds of a crunch and munching and dog behind him. and then the door slams and that is where we are going to end the session thanks for listening we hope you'll join us next time but in the interim follow us on twitter at roads uncharted we use the genesis rpg system published by fantasy flight games and music licensed by epidemic sound we're also affiliates with friday afternoon tea so head on over to fridaytea.com and use promo code uncharted for 10% off your order the Roads Uncharted podcast is GM'd and produced by Dax, who you can find on Twitter at GM underscore Dax. Roe is played by Kappa, and you can follow him on Twitter at The Kappa Chris. Eight is played by Ren, who also composed the music for our opening theme. Follow them on Twitter at Thorny Dryad. Trix is played by Sebastian, and you can follow them on Twitter at Sebastian Yue.